Greek and British media have for weeks now been abuzz with reports of a possible return of the Parthenon marbles to their birthplace. This story isn't only historical and archaeological, but also political. Because this frieze, this 160-meter-long treasure of antiquity, reigned over the sacred rock of the Acropolis. It represents a procession of the city of Athens with hundreds of human and animal figures, a glimpse into the daily life of the time, which makes it one of the only witnesses of the life, discoveries and beliefs before our common era. Here the sun rises. It's the birth of Athena. And on the other side you can see horses which vanish in the shade of the triangle. It's the night goddess. It's the symbol of a day. Look at the battle of the centaurs. It's still very timely because centaurs are half human and half animal. Their restoration is meticulous, but also long and perilous because most of these sculptures are no longer in Greece. Lift it this side. In 1801, they were removed and cut into pieces. Most were shipped to England following the orders of the British ambassador of the time, Lord Elgin. We could believe that Lord Elgin removed them from the Parthenon when the situation wasn't stable here because of the occupation and the wars. But 200 years later, we have peace and even a museum that can house them. So this is now a moral issue. This museum is located within meters of the Acropolis. One room is in the dimensions of the Parthenon monument. White plaster casts here replicate the missing pieces of the temple, which are currently here, in the British Museum of London. Numerous reports have surfaced over the past few weeks that the British Museum and the Greek state are closing in on a deal that would see the Parthen marbles return to their birthplace. Meanwhile, other museums have already made a move. The Vatican confirmed its intention of returning three artefacts, while Palermo's museum just did. It's just arrived. It's the foot of the goddess Artemis, who is seated with Apollo and Poseidon, and she's holding Aphrodite's hand. It's crazy how Phidias, the Parthenon's architect, differentiates humans by sculpting them standing while the gods are seated. The piece that's been returned is the example the British should follow. In making this gesture, the English will be actors of a universal democracy. But the procedure is complicated. While Greece argues the marbles were pillaged and demands their restitution, the British Museum responds by saying they were legally acquired and will only agree to a loan. But for experts, even the more moderate ones, it's time to turn the page on this dispute. It's not by chance that the UNESCO's logo is in the Parthenon. We're talking about the most important monument of a classical era that was mutilated, cut up in many pieces. Greece's call to return them is not an obsession or a political move. 
or a hang-up. No, it's a question of substance. As far as I'm concerned, the battle over the marble's ownership has no merit. The challenge is to see this historical monument reunited in its birthplace. Your, your uh, artifacts, and I think it wouldn't be a bad thing if they were returned. I think that's a good idea. Many personalities, including Hollywood actors Tom Hanks, George Clooney, or the British comedian John Oliver, have argued for the return of the marbles. It's like being unable to find the last puzzle piece and learning that you didn't actually misplace it. A British Earl snuck into your house, stole it, and then sold it to a museum over a thousand miles away. The British Museum will soon need to undertake works which could offer a glimmer of hope in this century-old claim. Might this be a reason to move the marbles for a few years? And why not do so to their land of origin?